to the Marriage and Mistake podcast. Every week is something you, different. I told you I'm changing it up. Y'all, you have to come back to see what I, how I say it this time uh, or next time or whatever. But welcome back to the Marriage and Real Estate podcast. And we are thrilled that you guys are back with us for another episode. We are. And if you really like us, you should like, share, and subscribe. Look at you. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so stop what you're doing and click the like button because we need them. Okay? Let's go. Let's go. You, Let's go. you won't get it. You will not get it. So while you at it, while you liking, go ahead and subscribe. Yes. And share. And all that good jazz. Or at least do one for this episode. We can build up to the <laughs> Yeah, we can get that. We like this thing or something. I subscribe or something. One <laughs> or three. <laughs> Give us a one. Uh, We'd need you, at least one. If you cannot tell, we are not trying to aimlessly come and talk to you these days. Like, we want to be intentional. We're, we're trying to move with focus. And we're moving with focus. Take yes, try out. We're moving try. with focus. Ain't no try. We're doing. That part. We are doing. That so today we want to talk about money mindsets. Yep. Where they come from, mm -hmm. how they hold us back or help us grow. Yep. And what it looks like changing your money mindset. A thousand percent. So most people think of money mindset like habits, right? But it truly comes down to psychology. So it's not just, hey, my parents were a saver, so I'm a saver. It's how you actually think about money. What does money do? What's money's purpose? What do you use it for? I think so many people get caught up in um, kind of society and, and keeping up with the Joneses or whatever and the millionaire next door, or the Dave Ramseys or whatever, and they're not thinking about it holistically. Like, what is my mindset around money? And how do I want my mindset to change? So I want to start from the beginning. Sure. If I can. Yeah, yeah. All of our money mindset comes from our either our upbringing yep. whatever that looked like right so if you were brought up in a place where money was saved and invested and yeah. businesses were owned you are more likely to as an adult save invest and own businesses that's how the rich people's children stay rich yes okay but if you were raised in an environment where they had no education about investing um, that didn't have any education about how how money moves in the world and society, then you kind of go with the flow. So Kevin and I both have this very melanated skin, which makes us black, right? <laughs> <laughs> and typically in African-American families, particularly for our generation, we were told to go to school, yep. get a job so that you can retire from that job, yep. right? And that worked out really well for our parents. Like they got gold watches and pensions and all that other kind of stuff, right? Yep. Um, and so we did what we were supposed to do because we're good kids mm -hmm. and we did what our parents told us to do. And what happened was now this generation is left with this bag of false hopes. Yep. So we are strapped down with debt because of exorbitant student loans. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is truly predatory lending for you to tell an 18 year old. I always say this. I don't even know if I told this story in the podcast before, but don't tell the me the t-shirt thing, not the t-shirt. That's mm -hmm. now that was certainly predatory. <laughs> they cannot do that anymore. <laughs> I'll tell both of those stories. One, <laughs> The credit card companies used to come to the dorm and give away free pizza and a T-shirt for you to sign up for a credit card. That is horrible, 
but we had no clue that it was predatory. And all I know was somebody said, downstairs they're giving away free pizza if you sign up for this credit card. No income, but somehow I got a $300 credit card that I maxed out Blow it up. and didn't pay. <laughs> Blow it up. <laughs> Ball out. It's actually really sad. And that was a tactic that credit card companies do. Okay, look, the board just said they still do that. It should be illegal. Okay, period. That should be illegal. But also, here I am. I come to college. I'm 18 years old. My parents, I got a couple of scholarships, but they covered books or something. They ain't covering pizza and t-shirts. They ain't buying no pizza and t-shirts. And so I go to college and, you know, we don't have, my parents didn't say for college, there's no, like, fund that helps me to go to school. So I'm going to get loans because that's what you do. And that's also what my high school counselor said. You go to school, you get loans. It's what you do. Oh, damn. Cool. That's predatory. Go to school. And they say, well. I get my financial aid letter. I think it's a letter. FAFSA said, well, um, it's going to cost you $8,000 this semester for room and board and all of your classes, but we'll give you 20. How much you want? 20. I'm 20 18. me, please. I ain't never seen $20,000 I take 20 right now, too. I said the max. And every semester or whenever you got that darn financial aid letter, and they asked me how much money I wanted, I said all of it. I want all of it too at 2%. And it is supposed to be for, um, you know, room, board, li- you know, living equipment. What did I do? I did the same thing everybody else did when they got a refund check. You ran up all a out. <laughs> because nobody taught us what to do with this money. Nobody taught us that you shouldn't take all that money. Nobody taught us that, hey, you know, one day you got to pay it back. But we were sold the dream. What's the dream, you ask? The dream is you're going to get a good job and be able to pay these loans back real easy. (laughs) Yeah, them loans don't get paid back so easy. No, sir. No, ma'am. Because my degree was in corporate communications, baby. And I went and worked in early childhood. So $30,000 with $100,000 in student loans, numbers don't add up. And uh, my mindset was changed. And you'll have to go back a few more podcast episodes to hear the episode that I did by myself where I was able to tell my story and how my mindset changed. But one, it was too late because your girl was settled in debt. And two, I was probably getting a master's degree with some more debt because that free money was just, I mean, they gave that money like candy on Halloween. Yeah. And I took it. With razor blades in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a, all a candy got razor blades in okay, it. Okay, so our money script usually comes from our parents, right? Yeah. And... Uh, it's amazing as a married couple, Kevin and I, like it's very clear what our money scripts were prior to coming together, yep. right? And so we learned some things and they weren't the best things, but you know what? We also read books, yep. watch podcasts, yep. listen to uh, YouTube, yep. and our minds were opened. And here you are at the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. And we hope that this is something that you already know and just like checking the box like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. But if not, we hope that this opens your mind to something different. You know, most people never realize that it's a cycle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like what they learn, whether it's nature or nurture, you you carry those forward, you teach them to your children and it becomes generational. So when I was a kid, I used to go to the grocery store with my dad. So we work all day. Let's say we worked all day. We made like hear me. three, four hundred dollars. <laughs> we go to the grocery store. We spend 
$250, so where we end up, $100. So you start the next day where you ended the last day. Mm -hmm. You literally are living in a cycle. And I remember my father used to say all the time, he said, you work hard, you eat good. And you work hard, you eat good. And what he never said is you save money. Or you pay bills, or you make sure, or you invest, or you, you know, and build something different with what you're doing. So those things were like, I didn't even buy a house until well after we got together, even though I was actively building houses and buildings and all this other stuff and made a good living. That's all a part of money mind script, you know, our mind, mindset. When I think about my mother and I think about the, hard work that she did. I mean, she worked two jobs, she did whatever the opportunities that she had, which there could have been other opportunities, but she wouldn't have known it because the money mind script from her parents was you work hard, you work this job, you save your money, you pay your bills and you go forward, not reinvest, double down, invest in something else, take some chances, do some things. You know, you, you spend so much time just trying to keep your head above water that you don't have the opportunity to see what else is out there. Mm -hmm. And that's a part of it, too. Here's the thing, though, right? Like each generation does better mm -hmm. than their parents. Right. So you look at your grandparents and then you look at your parents. They did better. You look at your parents and then you look at you. You did better. And our children will do better than we did. Right. Because mm -hmm. of the setup. If we don't have healthy or rich or wealthy mindsets, yep. right? Then we just do the same thing because your mom probably made more money than her mom, yep. but she still had the same challenges that one would have with, you know what I mean? So I don't care if you make $30,000 yep. or $300,000. Yep. If your money script, I can't cuss, I don't like to cuss. <laughs> if your money script is fucked up, you're going to be in the same place, right? So I want to see somebody that is a good steward of $30,000. And not to pat myself on the back, but bruh. You were about the best I've ever seen. $30,000. And I bought a house. And bought a I car. Had a car. Bought a car. Yeah. It was a cute little car. Kevin tried to hate on my little. <sighs> it, was, it was a spider. It was a spider. I bought it from the dealership. Okay. The real dealership. <laughs> And I went and I negotiated a great deal and a great rate, $30,000. So house, car, and I still had a great young adult life with $30,000. So if you can manage $30,000, you'd be a good steward of a little, that's biblical. Okay. Let me, let me say something. So You could be a good steward with a lot. So let me just finish this. So you could, have, you could be making $300,000 and still, the, if your $300,000 check stopped, you would be let me let me say this with a mindset like yours and introduced with the right opportunity that's what's led us to where we are now right because the you're 100 percent correct if you can do well with a little you can definitely do much better with a lot and you need the combination of a couple of different things right you need the information the skill or the opportunity and the surroundings. Well, that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. You definitely need the people around you to be, cause if, if everybody going to blow a bag and you the only one not blowing your bag, everybody at the club, 
intersection, buying bottles, going to Vegas, and don't none of y'all know. Because I tell you, if you spend a thousand dollars a weekend at the club, you make thirty thousand dollars a year. That's half your salary. Listen, going, going to the club, to the hookah bar, to hookah, and like you have to. I mean, if you're a good steward with a little, you'll be a good steward with a lot. And you can work hard. You can even come up. You can even win the lottery, y'all. Hit a good stop. Oh, I mean, whatever. most lottery winners go broke within five years. Exactly because of the because of money. It Ball has out. nothing to do with money. So everybody who is out there complaining about where they are financially and with their money, it's not because you don't have enough money. It's because you're not a good steward with the money that you have. So let's let's we've talked a little bit about we've explained what the damage that having the wrong mindset can do and kind of what that is. But we haven't explained how you get it. Yep. So how do you get a rich mindset? Boom. So look, okay, boom. What was his name? The Myron. Guy? No, with the red hair. He's a rapper. Little Mexican kid. Maybe he's white. Six nine. Six, six, uh, oh, six uh, nine. <laughs> three six nine. Uh, uh, six nine. Bored. Yeah, well, who is it? Takashi. Takashi six, six nine. Okay, okay, so boom. boom. Okay. <laughs> like okay, so boom. What do you do? First of all, the World Wide Web has everything that you need to change your life. Okay. And it is accessible to everybody. So anybody who asks me a question, oh, how do you spell? Boy, you gonna pick up that phone? Google. And Google it. How do you open an LLC? Do I need to open an LLC? If you don't get on the internet and do what the internet does and let it give what it's supposed to give, that's step one. Step two, you need to surround yourself with people who are moving in the way that you want to move, whatever that looks like. If you're in insurance, you need to go surround yourself with successful people in insurance. If you're in real estate, what's up? We over here. If you marry and you're in real estate, we over here. It's some people that I know that's doing some real cool things and you should hang out with them. I'm just saying well, let surroundings me, matter. Let me speak on that. I used to work at CarMax years ago. And I remember all the people who sold the most cars hung out together. And all the people who sold no cars hung out together. <laughs> so you could come in yes. for a shift and you see the people who really ain't going to sell nothing tonight <laughs> hanging out. They chilling. They over there sitting on cars or whatever. And the people who were going to sell, they chilling over there, following up on leads They whatever. And the second somebody walked through the door, got them, yep. walked through the door. Like, hey, how can I help you? Let me show you this car. Smooth. The people who weren't going to sell any cars, still chilling. Over by the water cooler, talking, chopping it up, not moving, not following up on any leads. But you see the practices. Those people in President's Club every month. They yeah. each drove a dealer car every month. They got to swap out the plates. So you decide who you want to hang with. I'm going to hang with these folks because I know I have a better chance of selling some cars yeah. than over here with no cars. Yeah. And I'll tell you. In the time that I spent working at CarMax, which was just like six months, even part-time, I sold more cars than some of the full-time people that weren't hanging out with the crew by just floating around and catching up the slack from the crew. Yeah. So for me, it's a no-brainer. If you want to have money, you hang around the folks who are getting or have money. And let's be clear, winners only. This is the winner's circle. Yeah. This is hang out in the winner's circle. Hang out in the winner's circle. I'm just saying. Like, 
find the people who are winning in the spaces that you want to win in and find your way into those spaces. And I think that it's important to say because we are married Mm -hmm. and our audience is people who are married or aspiring to be married. Mm -hmm. The two of you will come with two very different money scripts. Follow the smartest person of the two. No, true. A lot of people struggle with who's going to pay the bills and, you know, I'm the man or I'm the woman. It should be a person who's the best with the, the money. It's not the best with the money. Whoever came into the relationship with the best financial situation, mm-hmm. and not that the other person doesn't have anything to lose. No, but you and not that the other person doesn't have anything to lose. And honestly, you you come together and yeah. you say like, what kind of life do we want to live, and what do we need to do to live this life, right? When we got together, I made one. Point five extra salary. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I did was hand you all my money yep. because I said, hold on, you doing what with what? And you got a house and a $700 mortgage and I'm paying $1,300 a month for an apartment. Mm-hmm. Somebody messing up. Yep. Here my check. Let's get it. Yep. And we proceeded to get it because the reality of the situation is it's not a gender specific thing. Yep. It's not a role specific thing. It's a skill set. It is. And people who are good with money are good with money. People who are good and handy are good with stuff. People who drive well drive. So you lean to the the, the skill set of the person of that's better with the money. And then as married couples and as parents, we need to be extremely intentional about how teaching our kids about money. Right. Mm-hmm. And that could go both ways. You could have money give a kid a credit card yep. or whatever they, or they always get what they want. And then you launch them out into the real world. And, and they're the like, hold on, I don't have no money. I deserve, I should have had the latest, newest gadgets and shoes mm-hmm. and all of that, but your money don't add up and you didn't get the opportunity to learn that growing up. Mm-hmm. So it's even as serious as getting intentional about what we're teaching our kids, because just moving about in the world, all they know is, things happen food is always in the house there's a roof over your head even when you may not you you may have housing insecurity you may you might be about to be foreclosed on your kids still going to school they still got the lights on they still have these things right and they have no idea that hey how this life isn't sustainable how, how you sustain life and so i think that's important too because even when we do grow up and we do better, you know, we, we move a step above our parents. What we forget is to teach our children and then they launch into the world. Well, and they don't have those. I'll say this. Not everybody does. Right. Because cultures who beget this level of learning do teach their children, even if it's inadvertent. If you, a lot of people don't know this, but Warren Buffett started investing when he was like 12. Mm-hmm. Right. Because his grandfather invested and own stuff and whatever. So the first thing he's doing is reading business books at 12. He going to the library like, hey, I'm going to read every single book on stocks that they have and figure this out. So what's he doing when he gets his summer money? He buying companies. He's buying stock. He's you know what I mean? And then that begets that. So what you learn is you're going to do what your parents do unless you break that cycle. Right. Same thing with us. If you come to our household and you see the mindset of our children that see us build a business every day. When they ask our children at school what they want to be for a living, what do they say? I want to be a builder like daddy. I want to sell real estate like mommy. Like it's, they're modeling what they're witnessing. Mm -hmm. 
when my son goes in our closet and he says, hey, daddy, you putting on your shirt. I want to put on my shirt like you. That shirt has the company logo on it. Hey, daddy. <laughs> yeah, look at me. It's a oh, jacket. Yeah, um, it's funny. Um, one of our business partners and mentors, Courtney, she said that, you know, her she came from a family of entrepreneurs, very successful, and they wanted her to be able to choose her own path, right? And so they let her do that. So she went to college and she got a corporate job and she went and she grew up in the real estate office. They own the brokerage and development company. She grew up in that office. So she was around transactions. She was around development and that kind of thing. But she never really thought about it in that way. She went and took the traditional route. And here she was. It wasn't until she was working at her corporate job, doing very well for herself, that she recognized the time and financial freedom that the people who worked in the family business had that she didn't necessarily have. And she was like, wait, hold on. I don't have to do this. <laughs> Why am I doing this? And proceeded to make more money than she would have ever made had she stayed in that career, had time freedom, financial freedom. It just really unlocked something for her. But she also had the ability to be emancipated from that because she came from a family who had that, right? Mm -hmm. So why we're not, Why are we not creating these kinds of opportunities for our children? Like Kevin and I are creating these kinds of opportunities for our children and we think, oh, y'all should too. Yeah, like, so, so then let's put that in some concrete steps for them. Let's give them five steps to just get started in the process of creating a rich mindset. So I'm, I'm gonna give the first one. Okay. Be real with where you are. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're good with money, bad with money, if you're bad with money, there's the Internet. Right. Yep. To help you start the process of getting better with money. But be honest about where you are. Number two. How many are you going to do? I said I five. We could ping pong. You going to do all of them? Oh, no. Go ahead. Did you have five in your head? I did. But you oh, go you ahead. Throw it. what you got. No, 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 no. Throw two. I want to see what your two is. What's I'm your two? Just throw one. Look. One for you, one for you, okay. Go. One for you, one for you. Go. What's okay. your? Boom. So. She's six nine here today. So boom. You know what you need to do? Read, listen to podcasts, YouTube. It is amazing the things that are out there. I'm blown away every day. So look at and read things that have to do with money. Read stuff about successful people and what their life looks like. Listen to audiobooks. Well, everybody not a reader. I ain't mad at it. Listen to audiobooks about people who have killed it in this world and pick up those things. I would say three, surround yourself with those people who are doing what you aspire to do, whether that's financially, people who are saving, investing, building, things like that, or even success in your particular industry. Hang out with the winners, winner circle. So winners only. winners only, hang out with the winners so that you can be one of the winners. Okay, that, what number is that? that was number three. three. So you got okay. two more. Four would be, you already said winners. Okay, I think you took all of mine. Did I? <laughs> okay, so for I would say to make a plan, right? Um, and this is married couples, right? So we marry. Mm -hmm. Don't make a plan by yourself because it's not going to work by yourself. Because if one person is moving in this direction and the other person is moving in this direction, guess what? You won't achieve what you want to achieve. Yep. Come together, make a plan, decide what the two of you want your life to look like. Your mom and did it, th dad and did it, mom and dad did it this way, and his mom and dad did it that way. You guys need to bring to take the good stuff from both mm -hmm. and bring that together to make your family's 
money script or your funny's money your family's money mindset no i love that so five and that's the old arthur ash quote start where you are use what you got do what you can so start today don't let anything hold you back. You can get on the internet tonight. You can get on YouTube completely free. You can listen to this podcast. Of course, we talk about a lot of stuff that goes to money mindset. You can like, subscribe, and share. You can make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who are going where you want to. Welcome to the Marriage and Real Estate Society. We're some of those people. You can become a member of our community. Uh, but the goal is for you to get to where you want to be. You got to do something different because the only way to get to a rich mindset is to change the mindset that you currently have into the mindset of the people that you want to be like. True. So uh, grab your partner. Yep. Watch this podcast again with them. Yep. <laughs> and let's go. This has been the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. We out. All right. <laughs>